I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. So why is it so difficult for companies to find and keep workers in this economy? Those on the left and the right like to take to social media often and spout talking points, uh, swipe from their favorite economists uh, to make their point and bolster their argument. Uh, but is the employment picture in the U.S. much more complicated than the talking points that we tend to get from both sides? Here to help us break all that down uh, is Jared Walzak. He's the vice president of state projects at the Tax Foundation in Washington, D.C. He's also the founder of the Salt Road Newsletter, which tracks developments in state and local taxes. Jared, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's let's get into some of this. You had a, a, a great tweet today, uh, which I love that you started out saying this is not necessarily a hot take <laughs> because hot takes usually produce more heat than light. And we're more interested in the light. But the, tell us your thinking and where you really think we are in terms of uh, what's happening on the employment front. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, unfortunately, some economists and people that I really respect have focused on some of the wrong indicators. They've looked at something uh, the economists call EPOP, the employment to population ratio for prime age employees. And they say, you know what, people 25 to 54, they're just as much represented in the workforce as they were before the pandemic Uh Clearly, what's wrong is not employment, but that's missing so much of the picture. Uh, during the pandemic, we had a lot of people take early retirement. The people outside of that prime age, a lot of them retired early. Uh, young people, even before the pandemic, uh, they were participating less. Uh, there were fewer teenagers in jobs. Uh, people are going to college for more and longer, and that's wonderful. We have the more educated workforce now, this is great. But there is definitely a challenge in filling labor in some of those lower skill, lower wage jobs. And hey, listen, we don't want people to be stuck in those, but you need people cycling through them. And we've had reduced immigration, uh, both because of restrictions and because of the pandemic. We have fewer teens in the workforce. Uh, as older people have left the workforce, other people have moved up into those roles. And you just have this uh, the vacuum at the lower end of the scale right now. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I want to dig into some of these points that uh, that you raised, Jared, uh, because I think, uh, again, we've got to think a little deeper and a little harder on, on so many of these things. Uh, but I, I particularly love what you said about these uh, beginning jobs, these entry-level jobs, uh, and the fact that it's not that we want to lock people in or get people stuck there, but if they don't take that first job, they don't get that first promotion, and then they don't get that next advancement. They don't get another career opportunity. Uh, explain that to us a little bit in terms of where we are in that cycle, kind of at the uh, beginning level of employment. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've had a shift here, and you know whether it's discussions around minimum wage, whether it's discussions about immigration or trade, uh, we definitely have a challenge filling some of those minimum wage jobs. And we're also denying some people an opportunity to get that foot in the door and enter the workforce in a meaningful way. It's only meant to be the first rung on a ladder. And there are people who, unfortunately, all their lives do spend time working in minimum wage jobs. And that's not the economy working properly. Uh, But there's nothing wrong with an entry-level job that is truly an entry. And these are jobs that we need people for. And whether it's immigration, whether it's the fact that uh, tariffs have increased some costs surrounding some of you know the activities that take place in entry-level jobs, whether it's fewer teens in the workforce, uh, all of these factors, it's increasingly hard to fill some of these roles. And people can say just raise wages, and there's absolutely truth to that. That's how supply and demand works. But there are also roles where there's a price at which you're just priced out, where it's better for the job not to exist. Yeah, and I think that's so great. It is easy uh, to just say, "Hey, just pay more. Just pay more. That'll that'll solve everything." Uh, and often that does end up hurting uh, those at the lower ends of the economic scale, uh, whether that's the workers or the consumers uh, that suddenly are paying uh, higher prices for a lot of things. Uh, and then there's also that component that you mentioned, Jared, in terms of you know there are some roles that no matter how well it's done, it's only worth. X amount of dollars. And if you pay in more than that, then, you know, then you're eventually going to go, go out of business. Uh, as we look at this thing moving forward, uh, from your perspective, Jared, what is it that we should be looking at? What are the issues? What are the policies? What are the, what's the better discussion we should be having, uh, as it relates to employment? Well, I do think that, um, immigration is going to be part of this. I think that in the long run, talking about, the variety of different options people have other than college, I mean, trade schools, lots of opportunities out there. I personally think that it's healthy and great for teenagers uh, to you know, have some jobs, some part-time jobs, and that's something that we've maybe pushed away from in the emphasis on getting all of your extracurriculars ready in time for college. Uh, but, you know, we, we also just have to recognize that Businesses are in a weird spot right now, and hopefully some of this will change. Wages tend to be fairly sticky. Uh, once you have a certain wage rate, it's rare for uh, there to be wage cuts. It's tough to do that, which also means that it's very difficult for businesses to choose to raise them temporarily because they can't easily bring them back down. Right now, people are sitting on tons of disposable income. They had less to spend it on in ordinary ways during the pandemic. Lots of government assistance, lots of activity that mean that People have more to spend than there is to spend on. This is one of the reasons we have inflation right now. But it also means that even if you could temporarily justify raising wages because you can charge more right now in this economy, businesses are concerned about next year when that additional surplus income won't exist for people will be more price sensitive again. And now you're stuck with these higher wages. We're just going to have a rough transition. Yeah, definitely going to be a uh, rocky, bumpy and very uneven Road ahead, uh, Jared Walzak's the vice president of state projects at the Tax Foundation in Washington, D.C., also the founder of the Salt Road newsletter, uh, which tracks developments in state and local taxes. Uh, Jared, always appreciate your ability to break that down for us and get it into some layman's terms where we can all figure out what it actually means uh, to us and, and to our neck of the woods. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks again for having me. 
All right, again, that's Jared Walzak. Uh, and I do appreciate how Jared strings those things together. Uh, remember, an entry-level job is that. It's entry-level for a reason, and it is not the destination. Uh, but sadly, so often, uh, government, in trying to be helpful, often locks people in uh, from that next job or taking that increased wage. And we have to make sure that we have a glide path for those that are trying to work their way up instead of a cliff. Uh, we'll have more discussion about that as well. All right, that wraps up hour number one here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Coming up, do voting laws, whether strict or not so strict, really impact the outcome of elections? We talked with Sarah Isger, who did a deep dive into the data for Politico. The results of strict versus non strict voting laws is going to surprise you. Stay with us. We'll be back after top of the hour news. Utah's choice for 100 years. More breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The angle has landed. From KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.